To the Otaku Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. Today's episode is our review for Koi Monogatari or Hitagi Ends Arc in the Monogatari second season, um, episodes 21 through 26. Or as you could probably figure out, it's Love Story. I see. Uh, but you've been listening to Wintry Wind Sentiment by Chiwa Saito and Shinichiro Mika, which is the opening for most of those episodes quite a weird little intro kind of had a retro meets new mixture back and forth that was kind of cool worked for me i thought <laughs> the moment i seen senja gohara's like really big old retro anime style eyes i was like oh my gosh mm-hmm. of course he had the coloring those clouds stood out the most right at the bat but it was a i thought it was a cool looking car yeah <laughs> Um, but pretty cool little intro. Um, one of those ones that's like one of the few ones that's like, oh, cool. That's that's cool that we have a you know clean intro, or whatever. Um, but yeah, like I said, we're gonna do a review for Koi Monogatari. And again, once again, we have to specify that we're pretty much gonna go into spoilers for specifically the uh, Medusa Sinjogahara or Sinjogahara, the Sengoku Medusa arc, which was in the Monogatari second season. So if you haven't watched up to uh, the end of here, uh, Koi Monogatari or the 26th episode of the second season of Monogatari season of Monogatari series, here's your spoiler warning. You can run away at this point. So, as Chris want to do as usual, it's still a great thing. Yeah, we're still enjoying it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> make sure that gets it in there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're gonna we're going to spoil territory. So that's your final warning. Um, but yeah, this this one was a really interesting one because going into it, of course. It's so funny, the earlier series, it was always like, oh, we know it's going to be about, uh, you know, Tsubasa because it's a Tsubasa cat. So, but as the series kind of goes on, it's like, whatever the title is, like, almost not really having anything to do with the actual show itself. I mean, granted, yeah, technically, this is Hitagi Inn. This is, like, about the fact that Hitagi can essentially die. Um, and also, of course, Aradagi and, and uh, um, Shinobu, but... More the fact that it's actually more about Kaiki. <laughs> like, the entire thing was about Kaiki, which is way welcome, because I loved Kaiki. Um, I would say it is from his perspective, but it is really more it's about... It a lot to do with her, yeah. It has more to do about Sengoku, so, yeah. Well, no, the way I seen it, it was, it was about Kaiki and his relationship with Sengokuhara, about their past together kind of making amends to it sort of but at the same time yeah you're kind of digging into Sengoku and trying to find out what she was made up of and coming to a conclusion well, for her. Being, but I found it being more substance to Kaiki how he acts what that, he does 
and his relationship with uh, Shinji Kahara. And and that's one of the things that I would. The reason why I say it's from his perspective is because you get all that all that build that is involved in him. And that is his relationship with with Sinjo Kahara and all that stuff. That's just kind of built into things involving his perspective. But the the investigation was about Sengoku. So yes, all that stuff is in there. It's it's really about these three characters. So take it how you want it. But it's to me the way it being from his perspective, it gives you a lot of stuff involving him. And of course, kind of. Going along with, I think, the last uh, segment we've actually watched, it's giving a lot of perspective into Gain and what she's doing and really planning a whole bunch of questions of what's going on there. And, of course, with uh, Kanbaru, it's like everything seemed to be going to Kanbaru now. So all of our – I was I was kind of joking with Chris the other night. I was like, this show is kind of like doing that same thing that Lost did to me where it's like it, it answers one question, but then it gives you like 15 more questions. But unfortunately, with Lost, they never really answered those 15 million questions they end up accumulating. But with this one, it's like, yeah, I get, I finally get my answers to Sengoku. What they're going to do with Sengoku. I can honestly say, I, I mean, to give people a, a full recap of what kind of goes on in this segment, if you're, if you're forgetting what happened with this whole segment, is essentially Sengokuhara calls up Kaiki, tells Kaiki to uh, deceive somebody, and he comes and flies in. It was kind of funny having the whole... Uh, well, where are you at now? And he's like, I'm over here. And she's, she's like, okay, well, I'm going to jump on a flight to go there. Bye. Click. Well, I naturally had to jump on a flight and go there. <laughs> it was like one of those, okay, you kind of got pushed to do that. But she she uh, she hires him, essentially, to find, uh, to find out how to deceive Sengoku. And he kind of figures out why you'd want to do that. And it ended up coming down to, essentially, this can help me get closer to Kambaru. Like, he didn't care to help Senjigahara. He didn't care to keep uh her alive didn't keep uh to keep Araragi alive keeps wondering who the hell this Hanekawa girl is they keep mentioning um doesn't care about Sengoku but getting closer to Kambara was like his only reason to kind of give him a yes this is this is what I can do so he goes down there he gets some investigations and finding uh really that Sengoku has nothing really special to her but the fact that she is everybody just kind of says that she's well behaved she's cute She's a nice girl. She never did anything wrong. But nobody ever seen, like, this one aspect to her that is kind of her only thing that she actually has. And that's really well I got from it. And that's kind of my issue with the series. Was I, I really didn't get enough of what made Sengoku tick besides here I reveal something really embarrassing about you and that which make you click. But, again goes into the whole thing of trying to figure out her issue but trying to on it he does like a what was it 100 100 visit uh wish, wish thing. yeah yeah so he he's he's visiting every single day going up there and and bringing money for offering and and uh Saki and he ends up kind of meeting her right off the bat uh realizing that she's a very easy to deceive girl she's very airheaded or whatever because she's really bubbly and happy and doesn't seem to have really any kind of sense of her previous life. It's all kind of muddled up. And so eventually he kind of realized, okay, this is the point which I can do that and goes in to deceive her. But she, and the deceiving was essentially to tell her that, well, you messed up because you kept telling people your wish and eventually you can't fulfill your wish because they got in a car accident. And of course, Sengoku knows that that's a lie and gets really ticked off and nearly <laughs> very, kills them. Very, very, very foolish lie. And I, I, 
even when he said it to uh, Sindra Gahara, I it didn't even register then. It wasn't until he was standing in front of her and he said it, and it was like, that's not going to work. No, the only thing I can see is maybe he possibly felt that the fact that she her memory is so muddled up that she might forget that he's technically half vampire. He can't really die in a car accident. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, but you're also mentioning the idea that, or Sinjagahara mentioned to you the idea that he go Araragi goes there every single day, sees her one every five times, and then leaves nearly dead. <laughs> so she's she's honestly getting an idea that he's pretty unkillable um, if she kind of allows it. And a car accident's really nothing. But yeah, that was that was kind of besides the point. But again, at the same time, on the along the side, you're kind of kept running in him. Kaiki keeps running into Anunoki who is kind of telling him to stop because Gain wants him to uh, pull out of there. Because everything he does kind of gets screwed up in the end. He, Onanoki knows that Kaiki can deceive her, but at the same time, Onanoki, they understand that something this substantial, he usually messes up in the end or something like that, it kind of mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, and you kind of get a perspective that Gain is doing something on the side. She's trying to rebuild the town in a certain way. They kind of mention the idea that Gain wanted uh, Shinobu to gain the talisman that uh, Sengoku ended up uh, swallowing. To become the god of that that town, and so something kind of goofed up there in that 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 Sengoku got it instead. But she wants her to kind of remain, and so she it's almost like she's trying to put the chess pieces into play to kind of both cleanse and put this town in the way that she wants to put it in order. And people are kind of messing that up, right? Which is kind of interesting. So I'm I'm kind of curious as to where that kind of goes from there. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the, the gist of it. At some point, Hanekawa shows up and she kind of mentions the idea that she wants to help and gives Kaiki a little more perspective on exactly how things came to be without Sinjigahara's explanation that wasn't giving him enough kind of thing. Um, but yeah, like I said before, giving that perspective or giving that kind of run through, my main only point of this show that I, or this particular segment that I didn't care much for I love Seymour Kaiki. I loved Kaiki when we seen him a while back. He just has a really, really interesting uh, personality. And of course, it kind of, I'm saying it kind of sucks in the end, but I'm kind of hoping that the end isn't really how it ends. Um, it's my mentality that nobody dies in the show. Um, but specifically, Sengoku, I felt a little bit like I didn't get enough of her. Like the, the whole thing that I got out of that was that she was. This cute, bubbly girl. She never does anything wrong. Everybody believes that she's very respectful. She does everything she's supposed to do. She never talks back to her parents. She's a very well-behaved girl. And there's this one... And she doesn't trust anybody. They kind of point out the idea of leaving your bag behind was like her sign of trust. She doesn't trust anybody. Um, but she has admiration for Aragi. At the same time, she has this... Does her only real desire, I, I guess they kind of pointed that out, her only true unique desire that she ha- herself has is that she's been dabbling in this manga. And so that was the thing that Kaiki ended up bringing Sengoku out of it was essentially he tried to appease her in so many different ways that normal people would, and it didn't work. But then when he brings up the one thing that she had that was unique that would embarrass her, it messed her up bad and then pushed her to the idea of well, just forget about everybody and just focus on this one thing. You have this one thing you can become, and it's not something you can become as a god. Like he, of course, that was one of the other things he was doing is trying to say, well, you can do, you can't do any of these things you want to do 
that you went when you were a human as a god. But that was the only thing that he could really appeal to her that she could be, that she can't be as a god. So it, it, just, it just felt really, I don't know, it just felt really, as, as opposed to all the other stories they've had in this series, I've thought that they've been all excellent. And Sengoku's, I still love Sengoku as a character, it's just I didn't feel like they gave her enough really there. And I guess that's the point to her. I'm not sure. I I'm not I'm not sure how I feel about Sengoku in, in, in the grand scheme. I, I her motivations have been kind of muddled for a while. I mean, I get the fact that her her thing is kind of her bottling up so much, and the the snake kind of allowed her to release that bottling, mm-hmm. but. The, the the frustration of her motivations in general has always been everybody sees me as cute, but I'm not cute. And so her and and that's and that's the frustration is is how do you how do you how do you kind of latch on to what it is her motivations are when her motivations of don't really seem to kind of mesh with what they're trying the story that they're trying to tell with her. And that was my problem with that. I I was okay with Sengoku Medusa the that segment of episodes because it really kind of gave me a really dark look into her as a state of depression. And so my whole thing was I was seeing her as as in a state of depression because she was she was always uh she had things placed upon her. Everybody seemed to not like her because she was cute and she didn't want to be cute. She and she was always kind of secluding herself, and she had this love for Aradagi, but Aradagi had a new had a girlfriend, and it was all these things kind of compiling on her to make her depressed. So it was like a really statement on depression and where that ended up leading her to. And the problem is going into Koimonogatari or Hitagi Inn was the fact that the situation that she was in, her mind was muddled up, so it didn't give any room for any kind of closure to any of that. Right. It's like, yeah, I can understand that she basically got screwed up there and that her mind was everywhere. And they were kind of pointing out the idea that she's kind of her her mindset is like like de-aging. She's becoming like a child. So it's like I can't really get an idea of anything being concluded because the state of her mind so that this entire segment really gave me no additions to her besides what Kaki's uh, Kaiki scene nothing from her perspective in, well, in this point in in Medusa I I kind of got a a sense of um loss of self because she didn't know who she truly was and the, I guess in a way this is kind of the extension to that of um her being so lost as to who sh- herself is that when when Kaiki kind of finally reveals hey you actually do have a wish why don't you grasp onto that why are you giving up on the one thing that is you and maybe that's where the extension is it just like i said it always felt kind of muddled in with this this deception and all the all the things that are kind of going with the whole hibiki um uh not hibiki um the the snake the 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 white snake um it, that that whole twist of lies and i i love the the little cat's cradle made out of the snakes but you know <laughs> mm-hmm. it's it's all this this kind of 
infinite loop of just different things as as her self got twisted into her own deception and she started deceiving herself and that that's i i i, I kind of like that as a great thing but but yeah it does you i me as the viewer i get kind of lost in that that just deluge of deception and and what is trying to be said when there is something there you know yeah i mean like i said it, it doesn't really help in the idea that that's really the one thing that pulls her out like this one sense of identity is the one thing that pulls her out i mean they, they were even crack she was even or they I don't remember if it was him or her that was kind of pointing the idea, well, it's not like I'm going to give up, you know, being a god just for, you know, being my old self. I mean, I mean, I he, he kind of points out the idea that she's enjoying herself. It's not like she's going to step down and walk away right. from it. Yeah, I think he told that to Sinjikahara. And it's like, well, why does being a manga artist give her that one thing besides the idea that he kind of appealed to the idea of her having that identity or uh, – I think she specifically said becoming one of those manga artists that are pretty much like gods. Well, I can essentially become a god being a manga artist, but I can't become a manga artist as a god. So I was like, okay, I, I guess so. But that's kind of it. It just felt cheap. I don't know. I still enjoyed it, and I love seeing that she had some kind of redemption there. I, I kind of wish that. I hope that there's more of her later. I know they kind of point out the idea that, or Kaiki kind of point out to Adaragi to leave her alone. Like yeah. you're not good for her. Just leave her alone. Let her become her own and thing. That's, and, that, and that, that was kind of cool. That idea of she might she was in a position she was because she she relied on people too much and she needs to be her own thing. Right. And it, and it, to me, it looks like they they're they're pretty much just taking what two more characters out of the out of the 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 fold of characters in the show. Three so far. That's three total. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that sucks. I want more Sengoku, but, uh, yeah, if that's what's going to keep her from going to becoming mindless again, I guess that's, it's required. But she was still adorable, though. I mean, every time he gave an offering, she'd run out and she'd be all, she even come out of this here. And tripped. <laughs> I was like, yay, Sengoku, I want to I give her a hug, but I can't because she's behind the television. Did I say like, come out You did. I just kind of ignored it and went on. Don't do that. <laughs> Some of you are like, Chris, you're wrong. But yeah, it was, it was, she was really adorable as the as the Medusa god, but uh, had to move on, I guess. Can't can't be really. Of course, she got. That was my biggest question: was like, is she gonna become like obsessed with Saki after she became a human again? Like suddenly, just out of habit, just grabs a, a Saki bottle from Dad and gets, <laughs> gets scolded or something like that. <laughs> she was perfectly fine until she disappeared for three days, and then when she came back, she suddenly wants Saki <laughs> and and wants to draw uh, Fujoshi stuff with Kaiki and Araki or something. <laughs> they never really kind of point out fully what was in those things. Besides, he said like mind mind melting romance and uh, what was the other thing he, he mentioned about them. Uh, he kind of implied that it was slightly etchy, but yeah, that's right. It was perverted, and that that kind of perverted too. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. That was that was some solid stuff right there. But most of it was definitely in Kaiki. Um, I have to say again, I mentioned it before. Back in the 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 last uh, when Kaiki was pretty much told to leave the town, that whole ex- experiment with him, I loved that whole scene, and I was like, I want more Kaiki. And then we got an entire pretty much arc of him, six total episodes of just his weirdness. And I think he's he's one of the most excellent characters to have that with all the other characters, they always seem to have somebody else in the room with them. So they're bouncing off that character. He's like the only one that we really had for a long time where you can have just his own 
you know, inner monologue. And it's just, <laughs> it's pure gold stuff. Like he is just, it's his, it's his voice actor. It's just getting into his mindset was all just perfect. Just how he calculates stuff, uh, how everything has a risk or a reward to it. And if it's, it's worth it to him to, to deal with something, uh, how can he use certain things for his own gain? Um, he was just a just an excellent character. And like, like I said, I kind of hope that that last scene wasn't true, but it was cool to actually have some redemption in him. I, yes, I was, I was kind of like at some point going, wait, are, am I reading this wrong or are, are they actually redeeming him? <laughs> and it sucked because that entire time he was talking to Anunoki and he was, she was kind of going, well, you actually were doing that for, to help Sinjigahara, right? And he's like, no, uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, sure. I, I did all that just because I wanted to help her out. And I was like, they're death flagging him, aren't they? <laughs> like they're seriously. Death I, I was like, him. I when 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 Andrew had said that, I was like, yeah, it feels like it. But they 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 don't death flag characters. Everybody gets <laughs> these big old long monologues of explanation of what they're doing in their lives. This 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 is standard stuff. And then when the that episode came around, I was like. Well, dang, karma just came back, didn't it? <laughs> he's, he's getting every, he's every, it was like, it was tying up all the loose ends. It was like, yes, technically, yeah, he was trying to help Sinjigahara at some point, in some way, he was trying to help her in her own deceiving way. And then going into Sengoku and the fact that he could have walked away so many times, and yet he still went and helped Sengoku. Like, he was getting offered, like, tens of millions of, of Japanese yen, and he was turning it all down because obviously it seemed, seemed like he had something he wanted himself to do. And so it was like, wow, it's, this is pretty cool to have this kind of moment of redemption. And to have that go into that whole thing of helping... Sing, I mean, I was surprised that he actually gave the, the talisman to Adaragi, but it was kind of like a... He's totally walking off in the sunset, isn't he? This is so wrong. <laughs> I don't like this. Oh, you finally yeah, we, get... we see the truth of who Andrew's favorite character is. It's really kikey. Kaiki's best girl. <laughs> he has a charm to him. He has a real good charm to him. Oh, gosh. Um, I gave up on picking a, a, a best girl a long time ago, so if you want to <laughs> say Kaiki, we'll go with it. Well, seeing as I think Sengoku is pretty much gone, I'm going to have to maybe probably move on to Shinobu now. So, But yeah, I, I really like the new Hanakawa, even though I know you don't like the short hair. It, was, it took me a while to say. I didn't say her. I didn't like the short hair. You said you didn't like short hair. When no, they cut their hair. I said I don't like it when they cut their hair. I didn't say I didn't it was like her. Point out the idea that it kind of seems like, even though we don't like how they change the hairstyle, that technically helps you know exactly where in time frame. <laughs> where in time? Heads. Yeah, we were talking about that because we were trying to figure out. Well, okay, we just finished this arc, and we still don't know why Araragi was like decked out the way he was when he went and saves uh, saved Tsubasa, but we know this is after that. So it's like, where are we? When are we going to find out what happened there? Because it can't be in the next arc, because the next arc's going right, I'm assuming, goes right into Kambaru's thing. And then one after that is, uh, I believe, Oegi's arc. Or no, the next one, I think, after that is supposedly Anunoki, and then I think it's Oegi. I don't know. That's who's on the covers, anyways. I don't know exactly what's going on, so... Take we'll that figure it out some like, Sunday. <laughs> Eventually we'll finish it and we'll know. Um, Sunday. Someday. Oh, someday. Okay, I'm like, someday. we have this we'll figure it all I didn't know we had a someday. calendar and it was like set in stone. This is when we're going to go for it. That's um, all right. My brain is fried from the other show we're watching, so we'll figure this out. <laughs> Too much download. I think the only thing I didn't really kind of get was the whole thing with Sabasa and 
Oshino. I mean, I I know that she was kind of mentioning the idea that she was claiming that she was going to find Oshino in order to to allow Senjigahara to have more freedom to do what she was doing, but that part didn't really set properly with me, but I am definitely interested to see what happens with Kamburo now, because it seems like everything is pointing to Kamburo. I mean, I we've seen Kaiki pointing, uh, standing outside of, or went by Kamburo's place at some point when Araragi was there, and he was asking about that home, and I think Gain said something about it when Araragi was with her and uh, Hachikuchi, because she, that was one of her, her, her these are the three things you have to do in order for me to help you. That one of them was you did, to introduce me to Kamaru, basically. Right. And what was the other thing? I mean, it just seems like everything is pointing to her now, and it's like, okay, I really want to know what is so bad about her. And yeah, more questions as usual. We'll find out though. It's our next, our next one. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. It might be in the next one. We thought it was going <laughs> to... Sengoku's conclusion was going to be in her thing, but it ended up being that. So. No, I... I The... I thought it was just pretty much her just taking herself out of the picture so that they could figure it out. What was it exactly that she said? Who, Kamaru? No. Tsubasa. Oh. Yeah, that's why I said it. The only thing I got out of that was the fact that she was... She was trying to keep to that in order to allow Sengoku to have the flexibility to do what she wanted to do, something like that. I don't know. At the time, it made sense, but I don't know. Anyhow, I did like the idea that they did specifically point out that Kai, that Oshino has no siblings, so no nieces, no. I yeah, Meme me, Oshino. Was, I shouldn't have. Should yeah. I? Should I mention my idea? Well, it's kind of given, but yeah, go ahead. What? That they're tied together. Well, I was I was oh. going to say that, uh, or what I had pointed out was thinking possibly that Oshino was trying to do something involving the the darkness, and somehow the darkness took over him, and he became Ogi Oshino. Oh, okay, I got you. Um, I know, just like just to... like just like the Hitaki Hitagi. In, Crab took over Sindragahara and and all that other stuff. Anybody, but apparently this one changes your sex. So, <laughs> and Sindragahara became a crab. Yeah, well, I don't remember that part. Sindragahara <laughs> is Hitagi crab. She didn't become a crab though. No. Okay. Just... But you know, a lot of them seem to have very very physical effects on them. <laughs> yeah. Ain't no telling. Ain't no telling. Um, I forgot to mention. I love the whole thing where. Uh, uh, Sengoku was mentioning these different memories with Araragi and how she uh, he was really happy when I uh, was wearing was what, when I took up when I was wearing nothing but bloomers in his bedroom <laughs> and he's like what is this Araragi even doing yeah. with her and then he said something like uh, and he also liked when I wore the, the one piece out on near, near the shrine or something like that it was like he started questioning who's this Adaragi guy. What what is he doing with this girl, <laughs> or doing with junior high school girls? Um, that was that was hilarious. But yeah, probably the the funniest part was definitely the. So I ended up jumping on a plane <laughs> down to there. Always that fear, and then of course they had the whole thing where she was. Uh, I'll, I'll put on a, a a pair of sunglasses or something like that, and you come find me or something like that. And so he comes in with his own weird sh- sh- shades, and she has these little. 
shades with the weird nose on it and she spits out her drink so he's like i win <laughs> no he, he that was because he was wearing a um inconspicuous hawaiian tee oh yeah i'm just saying they, they <laughs> she was trying to throw him off and he threw her off and so he but won. i didn't see no shades he had shades on too they mm-hmm. were like they were like uh like uv multicolored type shades too There's i thought she was laughing because he was wearing the hawaiian tee oh so. you know it you know <laughs> it's because kaiki mr business suit guy suddenly coming in with a with a hawaiian yeah. shirt definitely throwing you off but yeah that was uh another good, another that, good section not a lot to talk about though in this one no it was just me gushing about kaiki yeah pretty much <laughs> his 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 lack for care of of pretty much anything but the bottom dollar and gaining stuff like that mm-hmm. uh, but yeah we hope you guys enjoyed this uh discussion review slash whatever of queen monogatari um again if you want to check out our other parts of the baki monogatari, or monogatari series in general we have a whole bunch of them at otakuspirit.com if you go to the top review section um i think i'm going to try to keep them all in line with the baki monogatari's even though they're not starting with those letters i don't know i'm not sure what i'm going to do Probably um, just do a uh, monogatari series and and then just have yeah, along with like I'm, I'm thinking of making another link at the top that is like podcast series and it'll have like the uh, fairy cast and the and the might not Baki be a bad idea. and stuff like that yeah I uh, hope you guys enjoyed um, again check us out at talkingspirit.com go there for our news reviews and coverage of new and old anime as well as our wonderful community at the forum link at the top social media links on the right side um, as usual thank you to all of our patron uh, supporters that support us for shows like these and helping us keep the lights on, and all that good jazz. So, thank you all for listening, and y'all take care. Oos! Kito ne, kiri ga nai koto